When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before. But you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Dale. Meet Mesquite Repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's morning sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, I mean, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Tuesday. It is the morning sickness. My name's John Holmberg. There's Brady Bogan. Brett Vesley. Big Dick Toledo. Let's go. It's 545. And I know there's a lot of people out there waking up based on the three-day weekend coming to a close the way it did here for fans of football in uh, the Valley. Not an easy way to go out. Not an easy way to end a season the last month or so. And to all the people emailing me saying, you know, Matthew Stafford's a lion, Odell Beckham is a brown, and you can't shake that stink. That was pep rally talk. I didn't really buy into that. <laughs> I was just trying to give you guys some hope. I thought this team was going to get slaughtered. I wasn't... Uh, wasn't courageous enough to throw a bet on it. Here's the thing. What I'm saying, Cardinal fan, was that you can't shake the stink of a bad franchise. I think my I think it was proven right last night. And now all the crazy talk's going to start. It didn't look good. No, they're bad. They were bad. They had, they had a bad month and a half of football. They, yeah. they looked like a seven seed. They played like a seven seed, which shouldn't be. The Steelers are one and shouldn't have been in the playoffs. I don't like the seven seed thing. That, that team is... Uh, the sixth seed had a hard enough time. Now you're adding another team that shouldn't be there. I don't think they should be there. Uh, but they played a, a terrible football game. Here's the thing everybody's saying, though. All the people on TV this morning, the you know any article you read locally is like, oh, Cliff Kingsbury's a you know deer in the headlights. They keep talking about that. And Kyler said, yeah, they were. Because it was their first time through. This is an entire franchise's first time around. Cliff's never done it as an assistant coach. He's never done it as a college coach. He's never been in a situation like that. Now he has. Kyler's the exact same way. Now they've been in meaningful games. Now it matters. You got that one out of the way. You got embarrassed in a playoff game, and they realize now what it takes to be in the playoffs is a whole lot more than you know your regular season 
demolition of an average to bad team, which the Cardinals got really good at. We'll see if they learn. But there's no, you know, the fire. Like you said, though, it seems it's been that way for the last month and a half. Two years in a row. They've collapsed at the end of the year. That's the NFL. NFL football is here's who we are. December shows up and the coaches, the real coaches come out and say, here's who you adapt to be in December now. There's so much tape on you by then. You get figured. Steelers did it last year as a huge Steeler fan. 11-0, 11-0, and 0, and then didn't adjust and adapt after that, and were slaughtered from there on out. If you, don't, if you don't figure something out new around Thanksgiving that you can also be, you're not going to do anything. Unless you've got Tom Brady, who has seven offenses in his head at any given time. They can adjust on the fly. That guy's the best there ever has been for a reason. Yeah. Because he's not only capable of dismantling your weakness. He want, And like Bruce Arian said this weekend, once he figures you out, good luck. And it doesn't take him long. So. You passed uh, you, you passed for 85,000 yards. Yeah. You can figure out how to find a spot yeah. in the field. You get yeah. 700 touchdowns, including the playoffs in your career, 100 more than anyone else. You got something. But Kyler, you know, the only thing I, – I, I'm already I've listened to a little sports radio, national and local – and uh, everybody's just, oh, we got to change everything. No, you don't. You got one more year. You signed up for this thing for, uh, you know, the, the window was, when you got J.J. Watt, you had to realize, okay, they're going for it in the next two or three years, and that's it. Hopkins, uh, J.J., you've got a franchise quarterback you can hang on to, and he's going to stay. But, you know, you've got Connor. You went out and got all these free agents to say, now's our chance. If Kingsbury's not your guy, he's going to be the reason this window closed so quick. But you got a bunch of dudes. AJ Green isn't going to be here much longer. I mean, they're they're not young on those uh, those particular free agents, other than Connor. You're going to have to close the window. You can't you can't readjust. I don't think you can. And so everybody's screaming for firings. They even joked around about new uniforms, and that's what bad franchises do. They panic. It is exactly what should have happened. Cliff Kingsbury had his first meaningful game as an NFL head coach last night, and it looked like his first meaningful game as an NFL head coach. Uh, to me, it looked like it was his first game in the NFL it, at all. It, it, he technically, it was. It's yeah. a new season. It's a new – I mean, technically, that's a new NFL. That's the – you were in the league, now you're in the elite league, and he wasn't ready for it. He looked. They looked, they looked flat-out beat up in the first quarter. Like, Kyler Murray was running for his life with the game plan that was essentially – if you don't see it, just run away and, and heave it. Heave it as far as you can. It's not a candy can pout, but man, he pouts. Oh, he yeah. pouts. He's a powder. He's not. Yeah. Cam Newton is the king of all pouting. Yeah. Cam Newton and Jay Cutler are one and one A. Uh, and I think Jay Cutler was just born with a pouty face. He just had resting bitch face yeah. at yeah. all times. When he was happy, he looked yeah. upset. Yeah. Cam Newton was just a baby. So he'll always be the poster child for if it's not going my way, I'm a bitch. I think Kyler looks like he's got a fighting spirit and it makes him mad. I think he just looks, and he's so tiny, he looks angry. But yeah, there's. I couldn't believe the one stat when they showed it up. OBJ had more more yards than Kyler. Yeah. I'm like, wow. There's there was some there was definitely some problems. But Matthew Stafford played well, got his first playoff win, so he broke that streak of guy with the most yards to never win a playoff game. That's a big thing. OBJ, you don't like watching guys like Odell Beckham Jr. become heroes in the playoffs when they've done absolutely nothing for any team in the regular season at all. They just show up. Oh, that bothers me, especially a guy that, you know, cried and whined his way out of two places. And that's the NFL, though. So, Cardinal fans, rest easy. Uh, you got beat by a better team. That's when you have to just sit back and go, we got, we're not good enough. 
and it hurts and it's crushing. And I know there's somebody in his car right now going, but we were good enough. No, you were regular season good enough for about eight weeks. Then you got figured out. Then then you stopped shocking teams. They figured a plan out to stop Kyler. They figured a plan. And the D-hop injury evidently hurt more than it should have. Sure did. It, well, yeah. definitely showed up there. Absolutely. Well, it, it shouldn't have hurt that much. It shouldn't. They went and got Zach Ertz, and they, they went and tried to get some I think stuff the, to fill uh, holes. Like you said, the the game planning, not letting him be able to run. Well, to me, that's where teams are not good. I, I personally, and I'm an old-fashioned football fan, I don't, th- and I think it's panning out right in front of your eyes every single year. There's a reason why Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees always was. Uh, Joe Burrow's a pocket guy. The only running quarterback left in the le- in the uh, playoffs is Josh Allen, and that's after the fact. The dude is a just ridiculous gunslinging whip artist. That guy's arm is huge. Yeah. Uh, if you don't have a pocket passer, you get to the second level of the playoffs and you get bounced. And that has been, with the exception of one or two times uh all of your super bowls and you know they can hype the speed and this crazy and like oh you got to let them run it doesn't work you got to have your your reads multiple reads you got to you got to be able to stand and be a pocket pal that's why i think kyler murray's a good quarterback is because he is that I, i i don't think you want him running all over the field that's a sign you're in desperation mode to me running him is the worst thing you can do because running quarterbacks get solved real fast by good teams uh, they don't go to Super Bowls. They just don't. And and Tom Brady is going to be in a championship game more than likely. I don't know, maybe the Rams could do it. If not, Matthew Stafford is. And on the other side, it's Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Tell me where this running quarterback fascination gets you any further than where it gets you, which is a flash in the in the playoffs. Maybe. I mean, they, they've got Lamar Jackson on such a pedestal, it's ridiculous. The guy hasn't won anything. In fact, he's lost more games recently when he plays runny Super Bowl. They've got him kind of figured out. He can't throw the ball downfield when the chips are down. When a good team says, here's what we do to you, what do you got? And you don't have anything to do with a you know, pocket game or a, 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 you know, be able to throw downfield after two or three reads. You're not going anywhere. The most impressive guy this weekend is, you know, with deer in the headlights was uh, Joe Burrow. Joe Cool's got something there. That kid is smooth. He's the Bengals have a short window, too, because they've got about 10 guys to pay in two years. So we'll see how they go. But they, they seem to be a team of early you know, starters that all get it at the same time. So watching them against the Raiders, I'm like, this team's young, and every one of them is, is like getting it. Yeah. None of them look scared. None of them look like out of their element. They all got it. No real panic yet. There wasn't anything. Well, they might run into that wall, and I would expect they would. They should. Yeah. But I don't know that there's anybody in the AFC that's that much better that can make them blink, except maybe the Chiefs if they go back to being the Chiefs again. I don't know. We'll see. But I've always questioned drafting a, a running quarterback, and I don't think Kyler Murray is one. I think it's a disservice to what he does to call him that. Uh, he he can definitely open the game up with his legs, but I don't think you want that in the game plan. It's like, oh, he runs. It doesn't work. Tom Brady will be 45 years old in, in a couple months. Stands back there and just doesn't Just get hitting hit. his stride. Don't protect, you know, protect your quarterback. The, the worst thing you can do to a quarterback, because to me a running quarterback says he's under pressure. Pressure creates mistakes. And in the playoffs, that's going to be bad. And you watched it last night, that pick six he threw. Ugh, it was one of the ugliest throws, one of the ugliest plays oh, I've ever seen. Yeah. It was horrible. 
And that's a quarterback who's running for his life. I, he may be able to look good running, but that basically means he's in trouble a lot. I like a quarterback that stands there, kind of bounces a little bit. Like Tom, I, I, You watch Tom Brady, and you're like, it's the offensive line. The guy never is in duress. And then when his one guy got hurt, he started getting hit. And it changed a little bit, but they had such a huge lead. Kind of clunker weekend for games. It was uh, the Niners and Cowboys game was great, but and there's the team that needs to really refocus. The Cardinals are sitting there going, "How did we blow this seven and first place situation and knock ourselves right out of uh, you know?" They beat themselves as much as anybody else beat them. The Cowboys walked all over their own dorks. This, I mean, just. 14 penalties and seven pre-snap. And they they got to hire that uh, screen in the dome, too. <laughs> well, they, 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 they hit it. <laughs> yeah. Jerry Design is the sun coming in, God yeah. looking down on the... Well, they have an east-west stadium. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anybody realized that until the game was like the first quarter you couldn't see going one direction. So the Cowboys are beyond the stadium. Like they're in, That's the big failure of the weekend. You finally get your home game. They haven't... They have what is it? Eleven straight uh, playoff appearances without making it to the or not making it past the divisional round is a is a record. Like there's a wild card, so they would have had to win another one. But they've only had like two wins in the playoffs. Beyond it, they haven't gotten to the championship game. And the Niners went in there and they almost blew it, but they they beat them up pretty good. That Never last minute was ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, the Cowboys were terrible. I mean, how many breaks? It almost looked like what's happening here? Are they? Yeah, giving them a chance. <laughs> I struggled uh, with the last minute of that game because I was smiling so hard I could barely see the screen watching the Cowboys just trip over their own dicks. How about this? Ouch. It says, playoff wins in the last 25 seasons. Jake DeLome has five. Trent Dilfer has five. Mark Sanchez, four. Brad Johnson, four. Kaepernick, four. The entire Dallas Cowboys organization, three. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. They're behind. Wow. Wow. There's a stat. But that's it. Cardinal fans, you're going to have a rough go with it. Uh, But just be happy, like the rest of America, that the Cowboys not only lost on their own field, looked terrible doing it. And they did it to themselves. One dumb penalty after another. And then to try to snap the ball at the end without handing it. Everybody knows the ref has to set the ball, and they set it themselves, and the ref's like, get out of He's banging in. I'm like, get out of the way. Cowboy fans are saying, oh, the ref was walking. He's like, hand the ball to the ref. doesn't matter. It's the, he was walking. It didn't matter. You guys had wasted all the way to the end. I talked to a Cowboy fan this week. He was like, the end of the game was bullcrap. We had a chance at least at a Hail Mary at the end, but we couldn't. I'm like, did you hear what you just said? You were Hail Marying your last play, and you're blaming the ref for the game? Well, we could have, yeah, you could have not gone down to a team at home as badly while you were, you know, false starting your way through the entire first half. Oh, I love it. It happened twice that game, too. I'm beaming again. Those cowboy losses feel almost as good as uh, when my teams win. There are teams out there that I feel like you probably feel that way with the Packers. 
Oh yeah, it, that their losses are more satisfying than when your team wins. Oh, 110 percent. Yeah, I yeah. get so much joy out of the the Ravens, Cowboys. Uh, occasionally, the Browns having a real stink fest. Don't really care about the Bengals. They've never been enough of a thing. But so th- those division guys. But I wouldn't mind if they lost. I'd yeah. be happy with them losing. But uh, I just I get so much joy out of when the Cowboys just go out there and shit the bed. I just there's just there's an Christmas type atmosphere around my house, and it's just this it's happiness. Just the the uh, years of their their dominance. No, or, they or, haven't dominated anything. And been uh, to the Super but Bowl. But they're always there, years. and then the perception of when it was deemed God's it isn't team, even that. It's America's. The, team. It's the fe- well that goes way back. When they, I know. And they deserved it back then. But I'm saying that's way past. Now it's just the media hype around them all the time. The Cowboys are so great. The Cowboys are this. And, like, and out here, maybe it kicks in a little more. Well, because they were on TV a lot here. Yeah. And they, I mean, came into the house originally. And when the Cowboys would be here, they'd be outnumbered the oh, uh, yeah. Cardinal fans. Well, that was true of every team that came here. I mean, I had season tickets. I couldn't believe the That Chiefs. one just seemed pretty prominent. I was not. When out, I first came out here, I when was I had like, a, wow. I had season I tickets. Impressed. I was blown away at how many fans of other teams there were. And you don't realize it until you're in the stadium. The Cowboys always filled the stadium. That was their ninth home game. But when I went to the Chiefs game, I was like, man, there's a lot of Chiefs fans in this city I didn't know about. Even the Packers this year. Every single game I went to. Back to the old stadium. Yeah. I, oh, back at ASU. Oh, my. I couldn't believe how how full that place would be. with When the Steelers came to town – there were signs around Heinz Field or uh, Three Rivers West, like "Welcome to Pittsburgh" uh, yeah. or "Yeah, Pittsburgh, Arizona." It was like crazy, and the stadium had like no cardinal anything. It was nuts. They've changed that uh, culture to a certain degree, not a ton, but a lot, much better than it was. But the Cowboys, just the media, constantly telling us how great they're going to be. The beginning of the year, they're always hyped up. It's Michael Irvin too, going on and on. But my favorite thing is. Uh, they're hard knocks this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they had. Well, that's not their fault, but everybody went nuts watching that too. My favorite thing is uh, Cliff Kingsbury's beard, though. Now I have to shave my really cool beard, my really cool house. I don't know if you guys watch his press conferences, no. but he is. He did he, it at the press conference. He's so smooth. Like he's he's just all about his image and stuff, which I've always thought was his problem. Is I like to look good. I like to sound cool. And uh, if anybody really wants to come to my cool house, you saw it on the internet. You know, come over and watch me shave my beard. And I would be too if I was him. Because his window's short too. He's not going to be a head coach forever. And uh, he's got Scottsdale banging down his door right now. So keep that keep that cool vibe going. Keep the keep the fake voice. There's nobody who talks like that. I just think maybe we should get our game plan in order. No, but he talks like this. You're doing that on purpose. <laughs> After the game. You're doing, yeah. We really have. Uh, I guess that would be described as the bed. And uh, speaking of beds, I'll be in mine tonight about midnight. So anybody want to come by and watch me shave my beard? I'm a 57 sleep number. Yeah, I would like to. I have to prop it up a little. I got one of those adjustable frames. And uh, Coach, we're talking about, what are you talking about? We're talking about the game. Yeah, no, I need some rest from that game, and that means I'm going to be on my back in bed soon. Anybody want to join me? A fresh shave coming up. <laughs> he's just – nobody talks like that. He's faking it. He's all about the image, and uh, his image is embarrassed now. So he's got a year left to knock the bottom out of Scottsdale and, and win. If he wants Scottsdale to keep banging down his cool guy uh, door – he has to win a playoff game next year. This is the, the window is one more year. So you're going to hear about it all day. 
Cardinals should fire Cliff Kingsbury. He's not the answer. They've got, nope, you signed up for this one more year. If you didn't fire Steve Kime after the debacle that led you to Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury, Cliff Kingsbury gets another year. If you knee-jerk, they call it jerking the wheel, you're going to be off the road. And do it again. And bad franchises make knee-jerk decisions. I mean, think about where you were two years ago, last year, and this year. You're on, you're on uh, target. Last year, you crapped the bed, didn't make the playoffs. This year, you fixed that, made the playoffs. Next year, you fix all the other stuff, and you try to go a little further. So, Or bring Mike Mayock in town. <laughs> Mayock would be a great GM for a lot of teams. But I just, I don't know. I look at that Cardinals thing last night, and I'm like, yeah, that was sort of embarrassing. Speaking of embarrassing, I could barely get an erection for the three girls I had in my room last night after uh, my big shave. Just didn't sleep, coach? You know, it's hard to sleep when people are blowing you left and right. And uh, we were in Los Angeles, so I took advantage of that. Also, check my cool beard, my kick-ass pants. They're very tight. Take advantage of your 20% off discount? Always get your 20% off. Never forget your deals. Cliff, 20? (laughs) (laughs) The best thing was the news did a big thing like, uh, these five restaurants are doing playoff run specials for the Cardinals. As long as the Cardinals are in the playoffs... You get like 50% off at Miracle Mile Deli. And it's like, man, like those, those places new. Hey, the news will give us a free ad for yeah, we're safe. Jay. We're safe. <laughs> we're safe. Anyway, so the NFL season is over. And you can uh, focus in on, on the Suns and see how they sh- the bet at the end of the year this year. We'll find out. Because right now, they're doing the same thing. They're running wild. Best team in basketball by three or four games now. And. You can only keep your fingers crossed that they can get through the whole thing. Shaquille O'Neal yesterday made a bet on TV that if the Suns win the world championship, he will walk down the street naked with Suns written on his ass. (laughs) There's no way to get past the Warriors. I will. I swear to you, I will write Suns on my butt and walk all the way down the street with my pants off. People will remember this, so he's going to get held to that. Chuck's going to hold him to that. That's happening. Now the Suns have to win. I'm coming out of retirement. (laughs) Yeah, so if the Suns win the championship, Shaq goes to walking down the street with Suns written on his giant ass, which will be interesting to watch Shaq have to hold his. That's a billboard. Massive. His penis is a billboard. I don't know how they're going to hide that thing. That's good. It's grotesque to people to see. The ass part's great. What are you going to do with the balls in that giant. A kid maker he's got up front. The like one of those sales things. <laughs> oh, people pull in and think there's a car deal. That giant wang flopping around like that. Oh, it's one of those inflatable men. Oh, my God, it's Shaquille's dick. Anyway, Cardinal fans, uh, sorry sorry for your loss. I had one, too. My team shouldn't have been there, and they proved it. We had a great time. Enjoy the Olympics. We had a party Sunday. Oh, yeah, and the Olympics are coming up. Ugh. That gets Has asked. it crossed over before? I don't remember the Olympics starting the and then the Super Bowl. Oh, no. Super it's like Bowl. a week into the Super Bowl. Super Bowl's been moved from mid-January to late January, now into mid-February because the long season. So, yeah, usually the Olympics are right around Valentine's Day. They get going. And this is the first time ever that the Super Bowl's been played this late. So, And they're getting extra time, extra revenue, and extra TV. So... It's great for them because February is a sweeps. I don't know if they still do sweeps months the same way, but it used to be. Their ad rates were set in February and November, so Super Bowl's always helped. I don't know what TV does anymore. They're a mess. Cardinal fans, we'll drown our sorrows today. We'll figure something out. You'll be all right. I mean, until that one office jackass comes rolling in. Told you so. 
I knew you guys were going to lose. And it'll be a girl or a guy who doesn't care much, and he won't know. And you have permission to slug him today. I think there's, I think there is permission to hit the guy who comes in, didn't like football. All, like if Marcus Mayne came in and said, I don't even watch football, but I heard your team sucked this weekend. They don't have the emotional tie to sports that people who do have. And, yeah. it's, and it is like kicking your dog. There's a love there. You don't, <laughs> you don't do that. Now, a guy who's been talking sports with you all hey, year Marcus. can give you, exactly, <laughs> can give you a little shot here and there, you know? A guy who you've been going back and forth with all sure. year can give a shot. But, uh, uh, you know, you're not going to go in and go, your team sucks. You guys suck. That's just a jerk. But you'll, you know, you'll call it like you saw. It's like they crapped the bed last night. That kind of stinks for you. But you don't rub it in a guy's face. But some know nothing. I remember there was a girl named Lisa. And the Steelers lost to the Patriots in the, in the uh, playoffs in like 97, I think. And it was the Drew Bledsoe. Uh, it, was, it was rough. And a Parcells was the coach of the Patriots. And I went to work, and I was depressed the next day. Me and another buddy were – he's a Steeler fan, too. And she came in, and she goes, are you guys going to be babies all day about this? So stupid. I saw your team. They're not even very good. Oh. And I looked at her, and I'm like, I'm going to hit a girl. I'm going to hit a girl. You have to hold me back. I'm going to hit a girl. Oh, my God, really? You're even going to joke about violence towards women? with that? I'm like, I'm going to kill a girl is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to leave her for a lawyer or a cop. I'm going to kill her and go to jail and be fine with it. Your team sucks. And then her classic phrase, you need a new thrower. Oh, oh, oh I'm going to bounce you her know, off the wall. She's right. I'm going to bounce her off the walls. I have to bounce this woman off the walls. Lisa. Kevin Mannion was the other one. Luckily, Kevin passed away before we could kill her. Not that day later, but if we were talking about this right now, I'm sure he'd get all fired up and we'd go find her and kill her. Kids are terrible. That team was terrible. You need a new thrower. Uh, 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 uh. I should have just thrown up on her like the exorcist. <laughs> Would have been better. Anyway, uh, let's not rub it in, shall we? Let's get a song uh, right now to wake us all up after this three-day weekend. 585-9800. And boy, I had a very funny thing happen when a, uh, a friend of mine who I haven't spoken to in years popped up and said, do you think it's uh, awful of white people to uh, kind of hijack Martin Luther King Day with Betty White? <laughs> like that is true. I didn't even think of that. Like all that, all the Betty White celebrations yesterday, and the uh, animal charities did amazing. But it was a big white day. It was big white day. Hashtag Betty White on MLK Day. Let's keep it white on MLK Day. It's basically what happened. Uh, TV stations ran specials, and Betty White was everywhere on MLK Day, which I thought was hilarious. I'm like, oh my god, Whitey hijacked MLK Day with an old white woman. <laughs> Sorry about that, people of color. We tend to do that. Betty White might have done it on purpose to make her day bigger than MLK Day. It was a big thing, but I got texts from the Humane Society and the shelters, and I'm like, my God, this is outstanding. So everybody played along with the hashtag Betty White thing. Nice work. Trisha Yearwood, uh, I saw it on TMZ, uh, did a little thing on her uh, social media and got $25,000 in like four minutes on the hashtag Betty White thing, just did a little quick challenge. Amazing. So nice job to everybody out there that did that. Let's get a wake-up song and uh, scream it today. It's Tuesday. It's a short week. At least you got that. 585-9800. We'll scream it together. It's 98KUPD. Wake up! Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 98KUPD. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet! 
mesquite repeat ericsfamilybbq.com